Hello everyone and welcome to the world according to Gemini. First, a quick apology. In my previous podcast I was saying Gemini Z and one of the listeners was only too happy to stick it to me in a very unpleasant way. She said, for your information, there's no need to use S every single time as Gemini are plural already in case you're interested. Yeah. So I spoke to a few people, I went online to take some grammar lessons and I still haven't a clue. To use or not to use. So my deepest and sincerest apologies and if any of you good people notice any other mistakes I make, uh, keep it to yourself. Thank you. Now, I couldn't really get angry with this lady's attitude as she happens to be my student. We have a business relationship, you see. She pays me money for violin lessons and in exchange I listen to her complaints. Just about everything, about her kids, about her husband, politicians, foreigners. Actually, she loves to complain about all those Gypsies, Polish, Chinese, Ukrainians, Indians, Nigerians, and especially about those people from West Cork. They are supposed to be Irish, she says, but they speak their own language, which only foreigners can understand. And so she talks and she talks and I listen. And if there is five or ten minutes left in the end of the lesson, we might play a scale or two. Then she goes home happy and I am left feeling miserable and angry with myself for being such a wimp. But I still have other 30 or so other students who actually want to learn something. And to be fair, they are doing pretty well. And if they talk, they don't complain. They tell stories, happy stories, you know, like this. So you don't understand. If I told you right now, if you're a kid, you would understand. There's some things that kids understand, but and there's some things adults understand. My I, well, no, 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 no. I used to be a kid, all right? I know. Which means that I already know it. Yes? Yeah. Okay, so where's your logic, Missy? It's kind of weird, because my dad makes some jokes. And look. And my mom starts to like, <laughs> and all the adults are like, and I just don't understand that. So everybody be like, ah! all the ass. And I'll be sitting there like, oh, 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 um, he missed you, Pinky Pinky. And I'll be like, oh. Mm-hmm. What about you when you make a joke? It's all funny. Uh-huh. I'm not a real dancey joker. He's like, ah. Okay, okay, now, okay, 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 hold on, now. Okay. Little pose. Yes. Lessons like this make you happy. To be honest, uh, sometimes you might get an odd character or two. Once I had a German girl who wanted intensive lessons. and Actually, she was really good. She was taking notes and she was writing down everything I said. Every single word. And only by accident I found out that usually right after our lesson she would have her own violin student. 
and she would teach him exactly what I taught her one hour ago using the same notes she made during my lesson. And the best part was she charged her student twice what I charged her. When I found out I was uh, speechless, I, I didn't know what to say. But she was like, I'm a poor student, I wouldn't be able to afford your lessons otherwise. Well, makes sense, you know. <laughs> and um, about eight years ago, a Catholic priest came to me. He said he wanted private lessons. I said, sure. He said he wanted two hour long lessons. I said, okay. And then he said, uh, I know teachers are not earning a lot, so don't be shy about your fees. I said, I will not, father. And so um, I came to his place for our first lesson. Well prepared I was. I had my computer, music manuscript, a violin, a notebook, a pencil, the whole lot. So I came in and there was a table laid out. Teas, sandwiches, cupcakes, toast, jams, honey, the whole lot. I thought, well, why not? We sat down and he started. And what religion you are, Oleg? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. Lovely, he said. And what about your family? Well, you see, I have a very big family. We have Christians, Catholics, Muslims, atheists, Buddhists, Jewish, Protestants, vegetarians. We have all types, you know. How lovely, he said. And so for the rest of the lesson, we were just talking. We were discussing Torah, Testament, Quran, Talmud, Book of Genesis. He actually turned out to be a very interesting character. No music was played. He just wanted to talk about theology and different religions. That's it. Two hours later, he said, thank you very much, and shook my hand. I looked at my hand, and there was a 10-euro note in it. I said, what is this, father? He said, why, you go to the restaurant, and if you like the food, you leave a tip. I liked our lesson very much, so here's a tip for you. Go and have a drink with me. <sighs> well, I laughed and said, okay, but don't do it again. I'm your teacher, after all. Um, and then there was this uh, old, retired Garda policeman who wanted to learn piano. But instead, we would just exchange stories. You know, long ago, I used to train with uh, military police for a while. So we both had our nostalgic moments, you know, comparing the interrogation techniques, pressure points, crowd control, tear gas, you know, the usual teacher-student talk. Then there was a lady who, I suspect, took my classes in order to make her husband jealous. And one day I got a visit from uh, this husband. He was very polite. He inquired if I will agree to give her two lessons a week instead of one, and uh, for the lessons to be longer. He said, whatever I charge, he will pay. Poor thing. There was a man-to-man uh, moment. I felt his pain. I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm really sorry, but my schedule is full. Well, uh, I hope they are not together anymore. Then I had a lady who had a hysterical fit. When I told her she could not possibly play violin with her, 
three inch long nails. She actually screamed at me. I'm not cutting me nails for you. You know how much it cost me. So uh, you might agree that being told about your faulty grammar is not the worst thing you can hear from a student. Anyway, that was a little entertainment, all those stories, just to prepare you for the main part of this podcast. We're going to continue our conversation about how we corrupt our senses and how it will result in our total extinction as species. Smell. You know, kids love to say things like, you stink. So why do we stink? Nobody else does, only us humans. Well, I will tell you. But first, what is smell? It's uh, information. All our senses do is they provide complete information about our environment. And the first purpose of this information is to ensure our safety, to warn us of a danger from an animal, substance, plant, anything which can cause us harm. And then, when our safety is uh, established, our senses serve us further so we can continue to act on our two main basic instincts to fulfill our two main objectives nutrition and procreation food and sex and the rest which is optional by the way there's an interesting fact about the sense of smell from the lady amber Leon, who is uh, an assistant professor at the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston. She says, we can detect more than one trillion different distinct scents. You see how important this sense is? Now, I'm sure you saw this scene many times. Two doggies running towards each other, full with anticipation. They stop for a second, and then what do they do? Yes, they sniff each other. And then, based on the information they receive, they can start playing, they can start fighting, they go eat someone, or they just ignore each other. So, what kind of information they got? Everything. Your personal order is your uniform, like in the army. Your smell indicates the state of your health, food you ate, your hormonal or emotional state, your intentions, everything. Now, you heard this phrase, I could feel the fear or I could smell the anger. All processes in our bodies are combined, mechanical, electrical and chemical processes, and so they produce smell. Our emotions are chemical processes. So, yes, of course, we smell of fear, pain, or happiness. We produce a distinctive smell when we are sick, when we are tired, rested, or hungry, or curious, or irritated, when we are ready to do a bit of romance, or when we are not in the mood for any carnal activities. We smell different when we are lonely, and this is not a romantic nonsense, this is a scientific fact. All those smells are information. 
we receive and evaluate this information by using our sensory organs, nervous system and brains, in order to establish how we're going to interact with our environment and each other. Our brains rely on this information. Our safety depends on it. So it has to be precise and accurate. And is it? Absolutely not. We get rid of our odor and replace it with uh, artificial smell. So we don't smell like us. We transmit the false information. Exactly in the same way as we uh, falsify or modify our visual appearance using cosmetics, clothes, hairstyles, surgery. Exactly in the same way we modify our oral information by saying things and pretending that we are not what we are. We say things in order to look better. We hide our intentions. We manipulate. We say little white lies or big black lies. We say things which we are supposed to say because it's polite. Because we don't want to offend someone. Or because we live in this politically correct madness where you can be castrated for stating truth or speaking of facts. You get my drift. We were given the most sophisticated sensory system to help us navigate in this world and we managed to falsify practically everything we transmit. So, is it a surprise that more and more people are getting confused and disconnected from reality? People get together thinking they know each other, but the reality is all they see in each other is an artificially created image, an avatar like in Facebook or in a computer game. Totally fake. They meet, they have a bit of romance, they spend a month or two together and decide to spend the rest of their lives together. They go to the church and say, till death do us part. Yeah, right. When hormones are down and routine starts, that's when they start to really learn about each other. Very soon they realize that their partner is a total stranger to them, so they get a divorce till the next time. And then there's this till death do us part routine again. And it is to be expected when everything about the person, the appearance, behavior, words, sounds, smells, everything is modified. Fake, in other words. And talking about reality and fake, we didn't even touch the subject of one of the most harmful factors in our lives, like social media, computer games, virtual reality, and so on. I will give you some more bad news, and then I will explain to you how it's all actually a blessing in disguise, and how we can turn everything around, become a bunch of happy, healthy, enlightened human beings wearing white robes, holding hands, sitting around the campfire, uh, barefoot, and singing Kumbaya, my lord, Kumbaya. Easy. But bad news first. Let's talk about our morning routine and about how we assault our senses every single morning in most brutal and harmful ways. 
We are lying in our comfortable, soft, warm and cozy beds, dreaming about nice and fluffy things. We dream of times when we were free, young and beautiful, when we had hair and didn't have back pain, hemorrhoids, triple bypass, high blood pressure and plastic dentures. So, we are in our beds, relaxed. Our muscles, our nervous system, our cardiovascular system, brain activity, metabolism, everything is working smoothly, slowly and in perfect harmony. No stress, no panic. And then, boom, an alarm clock hits us on the head like a baseball bat. I work with sound. I know how it can affect our nervous systems. For example, did you know that uh, two minutes of listening to a banjo every day for a week can result in digestion problems? Well, it's just my own experience. And uh, what about those alarm sounds from our phones? Those infernal devices have a collection of the most horrible and harmful sound samples and ringtones which can give you a heart attack any time of the day, but in the morning they simply murder your nervous system. They are harsh and loud in order to yank you out of bed, so they put you in a state of red alert, stress and panic. You might not be aware of this. Because if you are like me, you are not aware of anything in the morning. You don't even know who you are. But the truth is, we are not supposed to be woken up like this. It's supposed to be a slow, gentle and gradual process. All our systems should be waking up slowly, one by one and without any drama. But no, you are assaulted by this harsh alarm sound, you are being kicked out of the warm and comfortable womb into this crazy world filled with loud sounds, strong smells, bright colors and uh, oh, by the way, also from this moment you are on the clock. You run. You have 10 minutes to wash, 10 minutes to dress, 10 minutes to eat, 30 minutes to find your car keys and then you jump in your car and start driving. You drive to work as fast as you can because you are late obviously. And while you drive you put uh, your radio on in order to get another dose of wars, disasters, economical crashes, rising prices, scandals, all the good news, you know just to make you feel better about yourself. So you are already in a demented state, stressed out of your mind. You scream at drivers changing lines in the front of you and somebody screams at you for being a dope. Uh, well, that's <laughs> that easy if you are alone. Now having kids makes the whole experience so much more exciting. Two kids in the car in the early morning can literally drive you to suicide. The blood sugar will be dangerously high from all usual breakfast stuff. So 
Of course, they'll be screaming, fighting, arguing, throwing up and making your life a misery. And of course, they wouldn't understand that you are sitting behind the controls of a half-ton vehicle capable of causing a lot of damage if not operated with due care and attention. Most fender benders happen at the times when you bring or you collect your kids from the school. Anyway, you got the idea. But it's not only the state of our nervous systems I was going to talk about. There are two activities we perform every morning which damage our health immensely. First, food, obviously. You know this idea that you have to stuff yourself in the morning. Very clever. Now, there's a thing which is called down phenomenon. What happens is your liver dumps sugar into your blood in the morning before you wake up. Our body knows that we're about to start functioning, so it uh, prepares for this by releasing hormones and sugar into our blood. Our systems and services in our bodies are already in the red zone after the heat on the head with this alarm clock. And then, yeah, because we hear this rubbish about eating breakfast like a king, we stuff ourselves, which takes enormous amount of energy and resources to process and, and break everything down. But the worst part is that we eat stuff which causes our blood sugar to spike and then immediately crash. Flavored yogurts, bananas, mangoes, raisins, shakes, orange juice, muffins, cookies, breakfast cereal, toast, pop-tarts, jams, preserves, chocolate spread, Nutella, honey. They all have extremely high sugar content. And then, of course, we put sugar in, in our tea and coffee. And by the way, if you think you are safe because you only use organic sugar, or raw cane sugar, maple syrup, or honey. Sorry, it doesn't make any difference. The body response is the same, the insulin spike. So why do we have to assault our systems with this stuff? Well, first, we are addicted. We are junkies. Because the food manufacturers hook us on sugar, so we buy more and more of this stuff. Now, what is sugar? It's pure calories. It has no vitamins, no minerals, no proteins, no fats, nothing. It results in a huge spike of blood sugar and insulin release. Then our sugar crashes and we need more and more to satisfy our craving. It is arguably one of the most addictive substances in the world, like cocaine and heroin. And by the way, it has nothing to do with the taste itself. It works by sending a chemical signal to the brain which releases dopamine, a pleasure chemical. So it is literally a legalized drug. Now you saw the effect it has on kids. They start running around, shout, argue, fight, then their sugar levels crash and they become depressed, moody and irritated. Till the next can of coke or chocolate bar or cookie. Now, it's bad enough when it happens during the day, but in the morning it's a murder because there's already a lot of sugar in our blood thanks to our liver. 
Now, the negative effects of sugar on our health are enormous. I won't bore you with all this stuff. There are literally hundreds of medical documents and research papers on the subject. It's like a horror movie reading this stuff. Now, let's leave it for now and look at another crazy thing we do in the morning. And that is, well, if I tell you straight away, you will say that I finally lost my marbles. So I will start gently. Everything in this world was created with a purpose. Now, there are reasons behind everything which exists. Every object, creature or a process. And even if we sometimes can't see what those reasons are, they are. Like, for example, I cannot possibly comprehend a purpose or a reason for creating a banjo. I'm sure there is a reason. Or what is the purpose of the Spice Girls? I don't know. But there is. Uh, what is the purpose of Democrats? Maybe to demonstrate the depth of insanity we can reach if we let certain types of minds to develop without proper selection process? I don't know. Maybe. But what I do know is that everything exists for a reason. For example, sweat glands. They produce sweat. Why and what is sweat? It's mostly water, some minerals and waste products. It basically is a protective layer between our skin and environment. It uh, regulates our body temperature, it hydrates our skin and hair, keeping it elastic and healthy. It uncloaks and cleans blocked pores in our skin, so nothing stays uh, trapped there. Uh, it also fights bacteria. Because uh, there is a peptide produced by sweat glands, uh, which acts like an antibiotic. So, basically, it's a protection for our skin. Protection against infections, microbes, extreme temperature changes, and so on. It is essential for our health. And what do we do? Yep, we remove it every day. We scrub it off. And not just that, we remove it by using chemicals. Just a few most common chemicals you routinely find in practically every bottle of body wash or shampoo. Sulfates. They strip your hair and scalp of their natural oils, causing dryness, flaking and uh, irritation. The main thing about sulfates is that they have potential to form cancerogens that can lead to kidney damage and hormone disruption. Parabens, polyethylene, triclosan, folmartigate, uh, palmitate. Nice sounding substances. Do you know what they do? They disrupt your natural hormone balance. They cause skin irritation, affect reproductive health, cause neurotoxicity, infertility, hair loss, immune system issues, weight loss or gain, uncontrolled cellular reproduction, cancer, asthma, allergies. They cause skin issues. And uh, I think that's uh, enough for now. The list is huge. That's what we use to remove our protective barrier. 
we are left with a dry skin and hair so after that we start applying moisturizers lotions and of course they are also full of toxic components causing hormonal problems uh, allergies hair loss so why do we do this well marketing obviously but the main reason is if we don't wash we smell badly we stink now you remember what smell is it's information a healthy person doesn't smell pleasant or unpleasant he has a neutral body odor which is unique to him and which contains information about his health hormonal emotional and physical state for example babies smell of health and happiness bad smell is usually an indication of a health problem usually it indicates bad diet and unprocessed food in our guts it's a smell of toxins circulating around our bodies and getting out through our sweat glands it's a warning imagine you drive your car and suddenly boom there is a warning light on the dashboard so what do you do you bring the car to a mechanic obviously you know that if you ignore this warning light your car will start malfunctioning and will break down your mechanic says oh dear you have a warning light don't you worry we will fix it and then puts a bit of sellotape over the light here you go fixed so the warning light is covered with the tape i mean it's still there it's still flashing but you can't see it no light no problem right yep but that's exactly what we do in order to get rid of the bad smell we strip our natural protection leaving our skin and hair dry and damaged then we try to rehydrate it using more chemicals and because we still continue to produce sweat and smell we mask it with deodorants and perfume which also contain hundreds of harmful chemicals and which cause further health problems and toxicity uh, there's something else about taking a shower when you remove your protective layer you leave your skin exposed and under the hot shower your pores start to open it becomes a sponge the water we use to take a shower is not filtered it's a tap water which contains hormones antibiotics organic compounds chlorine pesticides fertilizers fluoride and god knows what you wouldn't drink this water right well if you drink it at least some of it will be processed and cleaned by your liver kidneys and digestive system but if it is absorbed through your skin and hair it gets straight into your blood it is said never put anything on your skin which you wouldn't eat now would you eat your nail polish nope would you drink your shampoo or body wash nope would you drink your deodorant nope but we put it on our skin without even thinking uh, a living creature be that a dog or human really has to clean only a few parts of its uh, body mouth where the food comes in genitals where the waste comes out and pose feet 
hands, which are in a constant contact with the soil and objects, so they accumulate microbes and bacteria. There's really no need to wash anything else, unless you stink. And if you do, maybe it's a good idea to look for the reason instead of treating the symptoms and trying to cover it up. Now here's a bit of good news. If you really need to, there are natural cleansers, natural moisturizers, natural scents which will not damage your skin and your hair. Oils, flower essences, spices and plant extracts were used for centuries. Also practically all of them have healing qualities, like coconut oil will moisturize your hair, make your skin elastic and healthy. Now they are essential oils which work as stimulants, oils which will improve your blood circulation or help with digestion, calm your nervous system, repair the damage to your skin and hair, clean your lungs or help with allergy, improve your sleep, regulate your hormones. Also they cost a fraction of what you would pay for some of the perfume products. Now 200 euro for some aluminium salt mixed with a propylene glycol and a dash of triclosan. Allergy and liver damage included for free. Imagine the text on the 200 euros perfume bottle. A subtle hint of fresh citrus combined with the sensuality of a rose flower. Yep, you want a subtle hint of citrus. Squeeze a bit of a lemon or lime peel on your neck. Rub a rose petal between your fingers. Done. The same smell. No chemicals. Also, lemon peel have uh, vitamins and antioxidants which are very good for your heart and immune system. Also, this smell is natural, so it will not musk, but rather mix with your natural odor. Done. Spend your 200 euros on something else. Go to Patreon and support me instead. How about that? Now, more good news. We are not cars. We were designed by someone way more skillful than your friendly car mechanic. Our bodies constantly repair the damage which we caused. We have a powerful self-healing system, which will take care of everything we throw at it. Just let it work. Don't get in the way. Stop using chemicals. Get a bit of protein, like eggs for breakfast, with nothing else. Stop using processed food. Stop mixing carbs and proteins. Stop eating sugar. Stop listening to news and voila! you are reborn. Time to wear white robes, run to the fields and time to learn Kumbaya. Love you all and good night.